slick pick the dealer. Sorry, I apologize. We're, we're, we're semi late, but whatever. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, it depends on. It's relative. Put on exactly. your 4D glasses, God. You can see all the dimensions. Who are you, Ghostface? What's that? I said, who are you, Ghostface? One! One! Before we start anything, I'm sorry, I, I have to, have to, have to talk about this. Um, Mr. Is it Mr.? Okay. So an album came out today from definitely one of my top three. Not even gonna say top five, top three. Top three rappers. And his name, his name is Buster Rhymes. So it's it, Extinction Level Event 2 came out. Now, I'll summarize it. It's a really good album for those who grew up in 90s hip hop, as well as 2000 to 2000, let's say, Seven, eight, nine, whatever. No, let's say 2007. Yes. All right. Now, if those those of those are young audience that don't know Extinction Level Event, this was Buster Rhymes kind of like. So when Buster Rhymes came solo, it was really on some apocalyptic shit. There's only like, we all thought that 1999 was the last year and everybody would die in 2000. And of course we had the Y2K scare and yeah. nothing happened. I remember being at a party in Indiana and the Y2K was, somebody flickered the lights and I ended up fucking a lot of women. Um, How is it in the studio? Hmm? Oh, you was in the studio? Well, I wasn't. I wish I was, which means, were, were we both in Indiana? You were in Indiana still? Yeah. No. Wait, uh, 1999? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Because, How is that? Yeah, because duh, my, my first album didn't come out until, when, did, when was my album release party? Was it in the November? It was cold outside. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. It was album release thing at a club or something. Yeah, no, we had we had the album release party at um at the Island Theater, and at, at Indiana Theater, Indiana Theater. <laughs> okay, yeah. Island Theater, Indiana Theater. Okay. So, what about Buster Rhymes? In like what? So this is a refreshing hip hop. That's how I saw it. Refreshing hip hop as far as somebody that grew up in the in 90s hip hop and really respected 90s hip hop, really respected mm -hmm. lyrics, really respected the the beats, the the flow of beats. Not saying that beats today aren't good. They're just like very, very mellowed out. This was just in your face. Let me just express myself. This was very, very boom bapish. And okay. if you don't know what boom bapish boom bap is it's the it's it's very beats that really thump they're not really mellow beats they're not overly 808 beats they're thump. Big, they're, big, they hit you they, exactly big fat drums they're the beats that if you sit if you sit in the back of the seat of a car or if you sit in a studio or if you sit in somebody's house that's got really good speakers which you're not really going to find anymore then it could cause you heart palpitations. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, and yo, I'm telling you, I remember 
And being a uh, my boy, it's fun, uh, pun intended, but not even pun intended. My boy Buster, Buster Cherry. Shouts out to Buster Cherry, Indiana nigga. Um, I hope you, uh, I, I hope you still around. That's like that was like one of my dogs. Like there, there was a lot of dudes from Indiana that when when me and my brother um, started coming up, there's a lot of dudes that didn't like us because we were. I, I think it was like an ego thing, a popularity thing. And then motherfuckers started to respect us. And I remember when um I remember when I did the EP and I bumped uh Do You Know I in in his whip and that shit thumped so hard and, yeah. and the motherfucker felt that shit. Yo, the 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 fucking 808 on that shit, remember that shit when we was like, we have to add an 808. I remember creating that song and we and we're like we have to have we have to yeah. add an 808. And that shit thumped so hard, but it was so it was hidden in the back. That's what I liked about how um, how our production was in the beginning was it was subtle. It was unless you had a really good system, it wasn't just gonna be right there. It was like, but then if you had a good system, it was like, the motherfuckers like, oh shit. But we didn't. The the problem was we didn't really perfect it. It it, uh, the it was sucked back then. I mean, they were hit or miss. That's the thing. There there was no consistency <laughs> in the mixes. But no, I still it. respect it. So um, so Buster's album, he's got he's got features on the album, like the intro. All right, so Chris Rock, he kind of um. He introduces the album. I will say that he's the album inter- introducer, and um, like I follow Buster on on Instagram, and he went through a, a whole transformation. Cause remember, if y'all didn't know, at one point, this motherfucker looked like a um, like a stereotypical Dominican super. He was he was fat as fuck. Um, he just like. I started to not respect him because of his image, and that's kind of fucked up to to even think about somebody like that. Because he, like I said, he was my top three as far as like like delivery, um, not necessarily lyricism, but mm-hmm. delivery, energy, especially stage performance. Top, as a matter of fact, number one in stage in stage presence and performance. If there's yeah, anybody yeah. that I could say that I would, as an artist, that I would always want to um, mimic or be inspired by, it would be Buster Rhymes as far as like, you get on stage and you fucking light that shit up. It doesn't matter if people even understand anything that you're saying, it's your energy. <laughs> he has the best energy. I remember the um, when I moved back to New York from Indiana, 2001, and um, one of my boys that worked for J Records, and this is at the time where Buster was on J Records, and um, Pastor Cavassier was getting blown up, and he was promoting that. And we went to the Apollo. He took me to the Apollo. My boy Russell took me to the Apollo, and we watched Buster and Split Star on stage. And they, I swear to you. The energy that they had was so amazing. I remember we went to um, we went to Club Essex after, and somebody that I went to school with, Jimmy Cozy, uh, uh, somebody that I went to school. Mind you, I I realized oh I am recording okay. Uh, somebody I went to school with Jimmy Cozy, um, he he was there, and like I had such a good time. It was. It was just a great fucking experience. But to see Busta Rhymes, because remember, I, you brought me back to New York. I don't think I would have come back to New York. I probably would have died in Indiana. I would not have come back to New York if it wasn't for you. Yeah, it was that, honestly, it was it was that deep. It was that deep. It, it looked like, you know what's behind me and it looks like a nuclear fallout? That's exactly how I felt being in Indiana at that time in 2001. 
And I did not want to be in Indiana like that. So I am yeah. so, so like, I owe you a lot for saying, yo, I'm in Philly. Like when you decided to just go to Philly by yourself, because for our audience, I just, I want people to understand. This motherfucker has osteogenesis imperfecta. Okay? I like how you took that breath. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker has osteogenesis imperfecta. If y'all don't know what that is, it's a brittle bone genetic disorder or disease. And as my hand just kind of goes in and out, we'll fix that eventually once we get a budget. Fuck it. Um, so when he comes out of the womb or as he's coming out of the womb, you can actually get bone fractures as, as you're trying to yeah. be delivered. The vagina bones is that strong bones. that you can break your fucking bones. C-section though. Oh, which is probably a better thing to do. Well, you're still kind of broken, broken yeah. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, are we going that far back? We don't, yeah, we're, we're, we have to. Podcast. We have to because this is the significance of of my my drive to get the fuck out of Indiana. Because if somebody else would have said, "Yo, you gotta," if somebody else was like, "Yo, just come, just come home," I wouldn't have. Nah, I, I was so locked into Indiana. I don't know why, but I was. I mean, it, it was probably vagina purposes. Um, I was so locked. It was definitely vagina purposes. I'm not even going to say I don't know why. It was definitely vagina purposes. I was getting, especially after my car accident. And um, when was that? That was April. April of 2001. I got into a car accident. Coming out of my crib, me and my boy, um, Alan, guns. And we're coming out of my crib, not but maybe 50 feet from my house, some... The 72-year-old man crosses the meridian, and I'm seeing him coming right directly at me. And hits me head right on. for us. Hits me, hits me head on on my left side, so the driver's side. My boy, I, I was in a, a Nissan Acura, a gold Nissan Acura. Actually, it was it wasn't it wasn't gold. It was pewter. Yeah, pewter. I remember that car. Remember, <laughs> it's pewter because yeah. we were like what the pewter. fuck is pewter. Which pewter it's is not white, pewter it's to not me, gold. exactly. Pewter is shit gold. It's like if it's you know like when sometimes, gold. huh? Like old lady gold. Yes, exactly. Oh, like to I me, get my gold frame. Well, it is old lady gold because it's like it's pewter schmidt gold. <laughs> it's pewter schmidt gold. So I um, so the car hit me head on. My boy, Alan, Alan is guns and Alan was part of uh, the Dead Immortal Entities crew. Um, He's from, he was from Queens, lived in Indiana. We were actually going out. I'm going to tell the full story. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell it as if it was drink champs. I'm going to tell the full story. So we we had, we had shots. We had shots before we went out. So it's not like we were completely sober, but we weren't drunk. We were about to go to one of the clubs. And so we go out, we had, we had, we just had a shot because you, you want to kind of get nice before you go out. So we were about to go to the club. And then as we're coming out, we're about to hit a uh, Holman street. And um, then all of a sudden we see this, I see this car coming at me and I try to move out the way, I swerve, and it hits me head on, on my side. Doesn't even hit Alan's side. But Alan, so in, um, in my Nissan Maxima, in some cars, you know how the, 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 the shoulder strap actually comes at you yeah. once you get in and you close the door. That's how, that's how my car was, and you gotta pull the lap belt over. So he had the shoulder strap on, I always, always make sure that I have all belts on. That might've been a gift and a curse. So as I saw the car coming at me, I braced myself, especially on my left foot. I braced myself. I remember bracing myself and that shit hit me. And then I thought we were okay. 
Like that shit hit hard. The guy had to at least been going maybe 35 miles per hour. Um, mm-hmm. Allen didn't have his have his lap belt on, so he goes forward. I remember that he goes forward. Boom! He gets out the car. I get out the car. I'm walking. Um, I remember seeing the guy, this old guy. Um, I remember seeing him. He wasn't moving. I don't know if he passed out or not. Like, people got out. They were looking at everything. I remember um, my girlfriend at the time, or ex-girlfriend at the time, she, it was Suzanne. She came and um, and saw me. And then I remember, it's fucked up because I feel like if she wasn't there, maybe I wouldn't have had the hairline fracture in my hip. All, all of a sudden, I just know that I just dropped. I was, I was walking and then I just dropped because I had this sharp pain going up my spine on, the, on my mm-hmm. left side. And the first time and only time that I've ever been in the ambulance, went to the hospital. Um, I didn't know that I had a hairline fracture in my hip until, uh, oh, as a matter of fact, my boy Nathan, remember Nate, Nathan, he came and got me, took me home, um, made passionate love to me. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? This says about Buster Rhymes, by the way. Go we're we're going to get back to Buster Rhymes. We're going to Rhymes, right? We're going to get back to Buster Bus. Um, but... All that happened and like that that definitely changed my life. The reason the reason why I even talked about Buster Rhymes in this in this predicament was okay, yeah. As I was recovering. Yeah. I remember I remember I I I was on crutches for at least two months. And at at that time I was like deep into alcoholism. Um I didn't drink <laughs> I'm so sorry about I, like I, didn't drink, I didn't drink that much after, really after, after that. Ha- wait, wait, wait. No, it's still funny. I, I didn't drink that good. much uh, after I, I got into the car accident because they gave me Vicodin and I knew that Vicodin was going to be bad for me. So I didn't, I didn't take a lot. I used to like break it in half and then take it um, as a painkiller. I was, I was in bed for at least two or three weeks. I remember before I could walk, I had sex. I had sex with my um, me too. My boy, my boss at the time. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? As soon as you just said that, and then I just put everything together, I'm like, damn. I, now this conversation or this scenario has no merit because, duh. As as you said. Damn it. But wait, I'm curious now. But I'm, I'm still. I'm still. About your I, boss. I mean. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, tell it. My boss's daughter at the time, and I hope she never, ever watches this podcast. Terry. Um, oh, you had to say the name. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I ended up having sex with her daughter. Um, I think she knows. Yeah, she did know. She knows. Um, it was amazing because I shouldn't have, but I did. But because of all that, because I got back into like just drinking a lot and, and just eating shit. Like I, I remember crutching, crutching to Hardee's. For those that don't know Hardee's, Carl's Jr. Wow, you crutched to Hardee's. I crutched to Hardee's. Remember, I lived on 30, 32nd and 32nd. whatever. And Wabash, thirty second in Wabash, and I crushed the Hardys, which is which is on uh, when was it? It was twenty something in Wabash. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was like close to twenty fifth in, in, in Wabash, and um, and yeah, I would go to Hardys, I would go to the liquor store that was over there, and I remember just eating like shit. I didn't eat vegetables. I was so fucking bloated. I, I was so bloated because all I did was eat like mad processed foods. I, w- I was definitely on the verge of um, 
of of like having fatty liver disease, diabetes, all that diabetes, fucking liver cirrhosis. It was bad. It was it was it was really really bad. Cause I remember looking at pictures like I, my father came over, my uncle came over, my mother came, and like I was. I was so I was I don't I wouldn't say that I was fat, but I was mad bloated. I was mad bloated, um, and that fluctuated for a few years even after I left. Yeah. Now let me get into the reason why I even bring that up, as I was saying, because Buster after when Fifty came out and and he blew up, then everybody wanted to be on his regiment. And I remember there was a lot of dudes that were trying to like get the 50 body, but wasn't, mm. but didn't have the 50, I'd say fasting as far as like not drinking and not eating like shit. Some motherfuckers thought that, yo, show me what you was doing. Show me what Dre was doing and let's just get it popping. And so I, I think this is my theory is that Buster and 50, they got in the gym Buster was just like still celebrating and shit while 50, like 50 doesn't really drink that much or smoke and Buster, I, I think at the time, and like I said, allegedly, or this is my theory that he was doing all that stuff. So you can't do that and not get big. Cause most motherfuckers is trying to get swollen and he definitely got swollen. He was swollen. Like he showed up before and after. Yeah. There was a few days ago where he showed up before and after. And this motherfucker definitely was on the verge of having fatty liver disease. This motherfucker's gut was ridiculous. And his face, like even now his face is, is still a little puffy. And that's, if I could give one advice to Buster is if you're gonna drink, don't drink anything. Don't drink anything that's dark. Get just stay away from dark liquor. Do tequilas. Try intermittent fasting, especially if you had like nights of heavy drinking. Because look, as an artist, I get it. You in the studio late nights and everything. Yo, throughout the day, just don't do shit. Don't do shit. And I know you don't have people really cooking for you, and I know you're not cooking for yourself. So, especially when you was doing this album, your your trainer, I respect him, but he wasn't telling you exactly how to eat. He wasn't on nutrition. He was. I, I could tell. He's not a nutrition trainer. He's one of those trainers that is like, yo, I'm gonna get you fucking strong. I'm gonna get you right, but I'm not gonna get you ripe. Right. I don't like how I said that. I'm gonna get you strong. I'm gonna get you right. Mm-hmm. But I should get you on the right foods so that your body texture is right. Now, you know what? Anytime you use ripe when it's not talking about a fruit, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. So, all right. So let's put that aside. The album is fire. I'm gonna tell you why. We're, we're in an era where everything is very, very like chill pop and mm-hmm. everything is like very, very airy, very um, 40 inspired. If people don't know who 40 is, 40 is uh, Drake, uh, Drake's producer. That kind of, I won't say that he, that it was him in general that brought out the really synthesized airy, let me go into all these presets that are in that are in my Triton or in my Roland or my Cork. You know, that's honestly that's what I felt like came out of when when Drake came out. Forty was like, "Yo, we don't have a lot. Let's just work with what we got," and and it worked for them. And that's what I feel like that that was the that's the era that we're in. It's it's slowly kind of dipping out of that but i do feel like that's exactly what we were in so buster comes out with extinction level event two and that album honestly was very very hard hitting beats it was let me get my snares right let me let me go back to like when dre 
started Aftermath and was like, yo, I'm gonna make these, like, I'm talking about Chronic 2001, where the, the beats are crispy, but they're hard hitting. And then the, the vocals are very, very late 90s, early 2000s, but they work. And I'll say this, what he did, and most, most people that, that critique this album will say is he took everything that he did and just put it together into this album. Everything that he ever did and he put it together in this album. He took fucking, um, he took the Mariah Carey, mm, baby, you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know? He took that and was like, yo, Mariah, let's let's read, let's, let's do the fucking, 2020 version of this. Um, he he did some trial court question. Like he took a flow from Q-tip and then put Q-tip on that shit. In the beginning, and um, he took, <laughs> Chris Rock was great on it. Um, he, I think he took inspiration from everybody that he ever fucked with as an artist and was like, I'm gonna take all this and put that. Like I, I felt, I felt early Kanye. I felt early Jay Z. I felt early Busta Rhymes. I felt early Rakim is on the intro. Um, it was old, dirty, old, dirty. He did Belle with the Vol. Um, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige. I mean, even like I already like the the. The Vibes Cartel shit he had, and I like that song. I like the song that he did with Anderson Pop. But to mm -hmm. me, those don't stand out. Those are dope. Don't get me wrong, those are dope, but they don't stand out as much as the things that he did from people that he had already fucked with in the past. Like, it was dope that he put out some of those songs. Like, the Anderson Pop, I like how. Um, Anderson showed how he put the beat together mm -hmm. and then how you see how it came together. And that was dope. I like that because then it makes me respect the song more. And Anderson got, he, he has flow. I mean, he's a great artist. Um, the song with, with, Busta and Kendrick Lamar reminded me very much of, of um, a Hard Knock Life song. But Busta also had a song like that during that era. And it was a, it's, it's a dope song. I think it'll definitely be a single, especially since people haven't heard that much from Kendrick in a while and shit. So it'll definitely be a single. Um, the shit with him and Old Dirty was fire. The shit with him and Rick Ross was fire. Actually, there's not that many songs that, like, I listened to the album twice today. And I wanted, I was looking forward to not liking the album. That's how much that I was just <laughs> like, you know what, I'm done with Buster. But, but watching, as a personal trainer, watching him transform and and looking at, and I was looking at him, honestly, I, my ego was like, nigga, you're not doing anything. Like, yeah, you're getting, okay. Yeah, you, you're getting big and you and you lifting and shit and you're doing heavy lifting and everything. But where's your cardio? Where's your fucking, where's your nutrition and everything? So I was, I was very, very critical of that. Mm -hmm. But then when I saw, and he, and he lifted up his fucking shirt and his stomach was like, I, I saw like, a, a, I saw a pack. I'm like, okay, okay, good for him, good for him. But I looked at his face and I'm like, yo, you, you still got some ways to go. So I set that aside and I'm like, let me hear the album. And then I'll, I will decide from that. And I heard the album and I was like, I don't even know the face that I just saw anymore. I saw old Busta Rhymes and that shit was fucking phenomenal. And I posted, I posted on my, um, on my stories. I was like, 
Buster, you just made 2020 more palatable because of this album. So I, I have to respect that. I'm glad you now, enjoyed it. You see how I, I went off on a tangent, came back and, and closed it up. Kanye, this is all that we wanted from you when you did the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe you Rogan should not have had to put all that shit together. We talked about that the other day. I mean, he just... There's no way you want to go with it. Don't just, you know, don't just spit. Like, you know, what I'll say is that that podcast and, and like some other people that, you know how... You can, you're, I mean, shit, you're a producer, so you know this. There's times as an artist for me where you're in the cypher with somebody and people don't know. When we say, all right, everybody gets eight bars or we just do a four-bar cypher, like we, there's rules to this shit. We do an eight-bar, four-bar cypher. Rarely does anybody want to do a 16-bar cypher because people will always go over that shit. So you do four or eight, and then if somebody wants to go a little bit more, maybe 12, then so be it. But when you allow people to do 16, then they go overboard and do 32, or they do 64. <laughs> and they just keep going. And you're like, I don't even care about the content. You could be really spitting hot fire, but this is not Winter Wars. You are not Capadonna. And Capadonna only got one shot to do that because nobody wants to hear a Capadonna verse that long. I love Capadonna, but I would never want to hear more Capadonna than what he spent on Winter Wars. Now, if y'all don't know what Winter Wars is, you should look it up because you wait for that. You wait for that verse. Well, first of all, you didn't even watch the fucking Hulu Wu-Tang Saga shit, and you should. I know who Capadonna is, though. I'm saying everybody's listening or watching. Well, right. I'm just saying for our new audience. I'm like, we're gonna talk about little baby. I listened, I remember I listened to Capadonna's verse. I haven't heard Winter Wars in a long ass time. Listen to Capadonna's verse, I was... Uh, Usually when I want meditation, the best meditation is in the bathroom, of course. You don't even have to be taking a shit. You could just be sitting on the toilet, just be like, fuck it. So either it's gonna be, it's, here's, here's my go-to. It's either, and this is basically our podcast. It's either porn or intellect, that's it. I don't go any, anywhere outside porn or intellect. So if I'm in the bathroom very, very long, then I'm usually probably watching the podcast. If I'm in the bathroom, so say, so if I'm, let's say 45 minutes is a podcast, 20 minutes is probably porn. Unless I'm just shitting and and like, the thing with me and shitting is like, I make a dookie and then I I have an attachable bidet. So I haven't really gotten to the adjustment of understanding how much because the bidets can become a colonic and I've, I've told one of my clients about this like sometimes my bidets my bidet experience becomes a colonic experience and if you don't understand what that means is a bidet will basically brush like say this say this is your this is your asshole okay the bidet will probably just like brush maybe just a little bit it might go in a little bit but it won't and it just get the perimeter. It won't like go deep inside. Like you're not doing this. But a colonic, a colonic is made to really just kind of get all up into like your neck part. It's supposed to like push five pounds of water into your intestines, into your into your intestines to flush out. You know? So it'll it'll so it'll get all the way up here. Remember your intestines. How many miles? Isn't it like 32 feet long or something? Yeah, something like that. 32 feet long. I said miles. 32 feet long. It's longer than your... Think about it. That's, that's crazy how our body is made up because we can absorb... And so when you think about 
how much carbohydrates we like just hold mm -hmm. into our bodies. Mm -hmm. If you're ever in fat burning mode, that's amazing because we can hold a lot more fucking carbohydrates and shit. All right, let me set that aside. So back on, um, we go to the perimeter. The bidet, yeah. The bidet, we go to the perimeter. This is, this, I try to just do this because there, there are, there's different settings. So the set, you can go the highest setting and it might get really, really deep up in there. And what happens is you think that you're finished until you stand up. You want to know about yeah. that? I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I, know but I get that. it. No, until yeah. you sit up. Because when you sit up, yeah. Oh, when you sit up, your body's like, yeah, yeah. And then, then everything just drops. And so then you're like, oh, damn it. And this is what happens with me time and time again. Like, I'll be on my way to a client's house. And then I'm like, um, this might, I might be a little late. And it's not because anything fun or because there's traffic or anything like that. It's mainly because I got to make sure all the water is out of my lower intestines. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that's not what everybody wants to know, but I think it's informative. Just so this is the thing we give you information. You might yeah. see it as uncomfortable or something that you don't have or inappropriate or anything. This is information. Think about it. Inappropriate is not really inappropriate. It's just <laughs> what you would based on circumstance is what you decide you want to hear or you don't want to hear at a particular time. Um, I think there should be like not really a bidet, but like a okay, you know a toilet brush has like those bristles. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. Like a a small one. They're not mm -hmm. super rigid. But it has like a water pick kind of built in. Mm -hmm. oh, and you yeah, kind yeah. of like get it right in your butt, like your rectum area. And you can kind of like, it'd be like brushing your teeth, but brushing your colon or your rectum. And then you're like squirting water in there at the same time. That would be a thorough clean. Somebody sent me a TikTok video the other day. It was a guy singing a song to his wife or girlfriend talking about how um, you know, he loves her, but he's not eating her ass. And I was like, eating ass is such a, it's such an intimate, it's, you, there's really got to be a lot of trust. You have to know that person in order to lick their well, it's, rectum. I won't say you have to know that person. It's best to know that person. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. One thing that I realize or recognize about um, the like this this new generation is the openness. Like, if we were talking about ENS in early two thousands, if we would even put that on social media when social media first came out, we would have easily been rejected. Ooh. And now it's like it's it's casual. It's we would have had to reword it and call it something else. I guess. We would I mean, definitely. No, but like, look, you know, motherfuckers ass. had a hard time talking about eating pussy. So, so talking about sticking your tongue in the fucking gaping cesspool the of gaping sewage. Abyss. Um, I remember when there was a racial stereotype about oral sex. Um, Look, I'll, t I'll, I'll be front. I'll be frank. Okay, I'll be. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Like, I've been doing a lot of stuff since since the late nineties, and so if I've been doing a lot of stuff since the late nineties. I'm pretty sure most of the people that mainstream their whole experiences have been doing that even way before me. Ass eating is not that fucking uncommon. Okay, I kind of want to know. 
I know it sounds weird. I mean, maybe there's not really an origin. I'd like to know the origins, the origins <laughs> of, um, of oral, especially, it's pretty, especially on, like, on a female. What is somebody, is it, like, let me clean this up a bit first. Ah. I wonder what the appeal was. Like, was it, I mean, same with, same with on guys. You know, what? It, what is it? Like, is it just, like... I mean, really, what is it? I think, it, I, I, you know what? I think it's um, the rebellion and the taboo uh, um, of just doing something that society or, or group think would think that is unacceptable and people challenging that. It's really well, what it okay. Is. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's like an ultimate. Okay, I'm gonna get deep here. <laughs> maybe it's like an, <laughs> maybe it's like an ultimate service to someone of unselfishness, where you're like, I'm giving you pleasure, which really, it, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm getting pleasure out of it. I'm giving you pleasure and getting nothing in return it's basically like it's basically like the first like really nice guy you know what i mean it's like, oh, he went down for like an hour and then we just cuddled and you know and then he well, it, put it his man bun on and, and went home <laughs> it could have also stemmed from somebody just being like i will do anything to fuck you i would do anything for love and I would do that. And then I think maybe it was just like, it's just like a trust level where it's like, you know, you get like a promise ring and then maybe you get an engagement ring and then a wedding ring. So it's like, first is like, you know, I guess you go down on someone. And then like, when you're really making that commitment of like, trust you're like tonight i'm sticking my tongue in that booty hole i think most of those things that have been done under the influence you like you can't i mean i i guess you can be so uh, sober but just mad horny and just be like fuck it i think on a related note, I think Taco Bell need, needs to give out <laughs> de- dental dams with their, with their, you know, no pun intended, their box. You buy the box. They should. Like, always buy the box, bruh. But like, because you get home and you're getting, you know, you're getting a little frisky, you know, and then you're like in the bedroom and you're like, something's got to remind you, like a bracelet or an iPhone app. Or something that says, yo, 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 yo. Y'all ate at Taco Bell tonight. You're like, yeah, that's right. That's right. More than that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got it's it's definitely a trust issue. That's that's what you know. Like, I would say this, would you 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 would have to think, think at any given moment, any given moment. I do it sometimes. I'll be heading over to Starbucks in the morning and going, would I be okay with someone sniffing my booty right now? Do I feel safe? All right, well, have you ever had your booty lip? I plead the fifth. Well, I won't. And I'll I'll tell you that I have. And I remember the first time that I ever had my ass lip. And it tickled. It was... It it tickled. It's weird that it tickled, but it doesn't tickle anymore. That's that's the thing that I have. That's the problem that I have. It tickled at the time, but it doesn't tickle anymore. And like, it's weird because it was more fun when it tickled, but it doesn't tickle anymore. 
And now I'm curious as to wonder what happened to my asshole that it doesn't tickle anymore. Like, why is that so normal that, well, uh, uh, think about it. Some people are ticklish under their armpits, right? And then you get to a point where you're not ticklish under your armpits. And then you wonder, well, why am I not ticklish under my armpits? Well, some people are ticklish on their side, on their um, on their obliques. Why am I not ticklish under my obliques anymore? That I get. Those outer parts I can get because they're they're more visible. But when it comes to your gaper, I'm I'm uh-huh. so I'm like, when did that not become? Like, did it just become so normal that I'm so used to girls just fucking putting their tongue in my butt that, oh, this is just something that people do. And then it's... it's it, so I can see it now, like some girls doing that, and then uh, it's just Pink Floyd's, ha, ha, have become come, come, is there anybody? Wait, 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 no, don't, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Pause. Um, you go like this. She goes like this. <sighs> Hello. Is there anybody in there? What's this now you can hear me. Is there is there- <laughs> <laughs> what if a girl sucked a fart out of your butt and was like, Oh my god, it's stinky down here. <laughs> well, first of all, let's as, as as hip hop enthusiasts, let's talk about that idea because most yeah, people wouldn't even understand. Most people wouldn't even understand that concept. Is girl, you look so good, I suck a fart out your ass. That was actually a line from a comedian. I don't remember what the comedian's name was, but he said that. I think it might have actually even That's been on. Um, um, I think it was on um, on Def Jam Comedy. That Def Comedy Jam. I mean, yeah, Def Comedy Jam. I said Def Jam Comedy Jam. I mean, it's the same thing. I remember when I went. I went to Def Comedy Jam at ISU. By the way, if you ever want to? I'm, I'm gonna tell this. If you ever want to be nervous. Be the only white person and in a wheelchair at a deaf comedy jam. <laughs> but that's how you know you are accepted. I remember when you feel, I went to you feel comfortable. Too. I was nervous. I was like, dear God, please. Well, on the on the campus of Indiana State University, <laughs> if like I I remember being at that. I was hoping mm-hmm. wow. As a matter of fact, uh, what the fuck is his name? And he's up, he, he comes up here too now. Oh shit. Um, what the fuck is his name? Lil Duval. No. Although, I can see Lil, him. Lil Duval is the best to follow on Instagram, by the way. He really is. Huh? Anyway, how much time do we have? Um, I think we started close to 9.30. I don't know, because the timer at the top says 53 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then we should end this. This was fun, though. Yeah, five minutes, I bet. Because mm-hmm. it didn't start when you hit record. It started when we started the, inter- or the video. Um, I like that we really... We went everywhere. Went to Buster Rhymes to a leg fracture to eat <laughs> butt. It's all that's but, what it's all about. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title. Butts to butts. Wait, butts to butts. Butts to butts. Butts to butts. <laughs> Bust the butts. <laughs> Or butts yeah. to bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
really going to second guess it. Well, not saying it. Well, you really don't think about it I, when you're in that intimate position. <laughs> literally, do you really go? Am I going to? You know. Right. Yeah. I was talking. To, I was talking to my girl today about um, <clears throat> like. Remember when Kim Merrill, you saw it, so when he was on the old show on Vice, was suck my dick from the back. And like, let's really break down the aesthetics of if you were to do that, how uncomfortable that might be for not not just the woman, but for the for the guy who's getting his how? dick sucked from the back. Depending on how, how fucking flexible your dick is, that might be very, very uncomfortable. And dangerous. So... Right. I tell you this, I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna get back to it. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, get my big stuff from the back. I record it though. Wow, okay. Bonus, bonus content. Bonus content, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. We, we need to have an election special on Monday. Oh, we have to. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, It'll be good and very uncomfortable. I think I should, yeah, yeah. I think I want to bust the bus out of here. All right, well, busting that out of here. This has been fun. It, it extinct your level event. That's right. Um, you have a good Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Um, if you can. Happy, happy blue moon as well tomorrow. <laughs> and uh we'll see you monday for the erection pre-erection um look all i say is don't think too much of it remember we don't elect presidents we elect residents mm. Mm -mm. stay young stay young